0: Okay, all right. Um, we need to talk. Um, let's take a look at the script. You know, yeah. Not that this is scripted, but you know, the our kind of prep notes. Yep. Kind of looking at your part of it. Yeah. Um, something about a name change or something you'd pencil
1: down on there. Could you just, just bear with me for a second. Ready? Uh huh. in in his amazing sidekick. Mm, yeah. I think we're going to start the show.
0: You are listening to The Old Titans, not whatever that other name was,
1: and this is The Old Titan, or one of The Old Titans himself, John Paul. The co-creator, executive producer, writer, editor, CEO, CFO, and 50% of the shareholder of The Old Titans, and cheese eater, the one and only B-Man.
0: I'll go with the cheese. Okay, the che-
1: I was eating cheeses when you started the show, Jumbo.
0: You were, you were. I, I, I kind of I did that on purpose. Did I waited you, until you put one in your mouth to hit go.
1: I was, I was just kind of on actually, purpose. Man, yeah, I it know. was.
0: I, I, I saw what you wrote. If you're so. crunching, I'm eating. Sorry, yeah,
1: it happens. It is on lunch break.
0: I've, I've heard, I've heard worse on podcasts around right. around the world. Probably have to. Um, all right. Well, we already said Happy New Year, but I'll repeat it one more time because it's still so early in the year. Uh, we have not even made it to the halfway point of January. So Happy New Year one more time. Fifty-first uh, episode, yay! Once yeah. we get to the next one, we can compare it to the new fifty-two, and it'd be better. I a mean, little yeah. better than that, yeah. <laughs> Maybe at number fifty-three, we have a rebirth.
1: I don't should know. Should we do a rebirth? That'd be great. Rebirth, uh, uh, rebirth I think episode. We do that, yes. Okay.
0: All right. Well, I think it's that time. We go with the b Man okay. question of the week. All right.
1: So we talked about how Disney's going to own everything eventually. Pretty much.
0: That's what it feels like. They're
1: talking like they're going to purchase netflix even though their own streaming service is supposedly coming soon we don't yeah. know that yet yeah do you think and pretty much even say your time period okay that you see disney actually purchase warner brothers
0: my time period is and we're that much different in age
1: well and our time period yes. okay
0: our time period that's better we're, we're
1: about halfway through our life right now yeah. give or take. Yeah, okay. so yeah
0: okay so within our lifetime what's well, that's what we'll to say within our lifetime is what you mean, less right? depressing yes by the time we're 100, how about that? Okay. We won't say it. That's less depressing. I'm looking forward to a nab, John Paul. I want to get to play. <laughs> so by the time we're 100, what's the question again? Well, do you think Disney will purchase Warner Brothers? i got to say I don't think so. I think there's a handful of studios. I could be wrong. could easily be wrong. Um, I would have put Fox in that category. Um, but I think there's a handful of studios that will stay independent. Um Obviously, Disney. I don't think anybody's going to buy Disney. Um, I would have put Fox in there. Uh, Warner Brothers Studio, possibly Sony. Sony, I could see selling because Sony has so many different things, right? You know, with electronics and all, you know, all the rest. Um, I just don't see Warner Brothers doing it. Warner Brothers has such a large catalog, and I'm not sure. And this is where we could disagree, but I don't think the uh, Government regulators would allow it. I think they would see as too much of a monopoly.
1: Monopoly in what, though?
0: Um, content, and that, they can control pricing on so much, and the relationship with movie theaters. Um, you know, anytime a brand new movie opens, like the first week for a big blockbuster, the studio gets ninety percent of the ticket price. Right. And week by week, as it goes on, those terms get more favorable to the theater. That's why they like these that go for you know eight or nine or ten weeks because they're getting closer to 100% of the tickets. I mean, it's never 100, but closer to that by the end of its run. Well, if if 100 movies are released in a year and 95 of them are all from one studio, effectively,
1: that, that negotiating well, see, power for the that's theaters That's where the trick changes. comes into play, because there are a lot of independent... It's not 95%. No, but Disney, it, I think, will have enough money to get the lawyers on their side saying, well, there's other companies, other that, combo companies. There's other... other yeah, would but I th- that's why I don't, I don't think the government would allow it. I think they would. I don't know. And in the words of Ted DiBiase, the million-dollar man, who I know you know who that is, which you probably don't. No, I have no idea. Everyone has a price. Warner Brothers will have a price tag eventually. And it seems like every other year, Disney's buying something huge. They bought Pixar. They bought Star Wars. They bought Lucasfilm and won yeah. the Star Wars. They um, possibly buying Netflix. They bought something else recently. They bought Fox just recently. Yeah. They're buying everything. They're buying a lot. Sooner or later, they're going to set their stage on Warner Brothers and gonna say, hey, what do you guys want here? Give us a dollar figure. And I think if Warner Brothers comes up with some outrageous price, well, Disney looks down on it and say, well, we have that in our back pocket. Here you go. I still don't know. I, you never know. I mean. I would say not only will it happen, it'll probably happen in the next 10 to 15 years. Yeah. I'm going to go down, I'm going to
0: fall on the side of never happen. Okay. And, you know, it, we'll see. Never never say never. I actually
1: hope you're right. No. Yeah. I think that Warner Brothers needs to stay out there and needs to be competitive.
0: Yeah, that, that's two different questions. That's will it happen or should it happen? I think the should is absolutely not. Well,
1: I'm see so you and I totally agree there. I just think a lot of properties that Disney would love to have, the Looney Tunes cartoons yeah. with you know mixed with their characters. The comic book industry, oh my god, what yeah. will change there? With the D C and Marvel. Yeah. Would um, they reunite or they I, say in before.
0: fact even Fox, while I wanted the Marvel stuff to go back to Marvel I'm re- really not a huge fan of the Marvel-Disney deal. Because, again, it puts so much under one umbrella. But I do think Fox was dumb to be holding on to that stuff. They should have just sold... Kind of like Sony made the arrangement of Spider-Man. They should have either made an arrangement or sold off the rights back to Marvel for a nice sum of money. That I would have preferred, yeah. That would have been- I'm with you there.
1: So, yeah. Okay.
0: On to so- the news. On to the news. The news. The news you get nowhere else. We're exclusive to this news, right? I think? Maybe. Yes. I don't know. We I, check on webs- um, yeah, websites we as everybody else. Okay, um, so in the last couple of days, the, depending on when you're listening to this, of course, the Krypton trailer, the first official full trailer, not a teaser, was released. Um, and I think I said this last week, I was incredibly negative from the time they announced Krypton was being done. I, from the way it was described, I was picturing Caprica. Do you remember Caprica yeah. after Battlestar Galactica? Um, I was picturing Caprica. Caprica was so boring to me. Could care less about Caprica. I never get past like, that second episode. Yeah, I know. It's just there was no reason for it. I didn't want, didn't care about it. That's what I was picturing with Krypton. Now that we're closer and I'm hearing where they're going with it and what they're doing with it, it actually sounds really, really good. Now, how long can it last? I don't know. Supposedly the um, creators have a seven or eight year plan. It's a sci-fi channel, right? It's a sci-fi channel.
1: Um, That's a good thing for them. Then, if they wanted to go farther because you... Like, less yeah. requirements, essentially. Less oh, yeah, oh, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, it doesn't have to have the kind of numbers you'd have on ABC, CBS, right. and NBC. Um, and it gives them a pure sci-fi show, which they, you know, Sci-Fi Channel gets criticized a lot for mm-hmm. not having sci-fi stuff. And they're wanting to bring in pretty much anything that's in the sci-fi um, realm at DC, they're wanting to bring into the show eventually. Uh, I think one of the producers even said, if you ever read about it in Mystery in Space... It has a chance to show up here on this show. Which is kind of cool. you got the Omega Man, Green Lanterns, um, Captain Comet, and so on. problem with some of those are they're modern day, not two generations back. So I don't know how much time travel
1: there will be or what. But still, it, the trailer looks neat. I don't um, actually recognize anybody from the show right now. Uh, one guy from Game of Thrones who had a brief moment there. That's part of it.
0: I did not recognize any of the faces. Um, just right away but that's not a bad thing either that way you don't go any preconceived notions about the character
1: that's no, good We'll see, we'll see how mean, it goes being a sci-fi show I think it's a chance if it was ABC I thought it would be smoked
0: oh well yeah. ABC is not going to show a DC show well
1: you know what I mean yeah, one no, of those no. major networks yeah, one of the major networks well
0: I mean it happened to both Constantine and Supergirl um, Constantine was good it was very good but it didn't have the numbers that NBC wanted so they killed it
1: wasn't that I thought that was a CW show Constantine
0: nope it was NBC NBC killed it. Um, the next season, they brought Constantine himself Until, over yeah. on Arrow for a couple episodes, but they wouldn't buy the show, right? They didn't buy the show because they had Supernatural. I mean, they don't say this, but it's got to be because they had Supernatural still Which, going. Which again, Supernatural's like thirty seasons now. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of shows. I don't blame them financially. I don't blame them for keeping it going, but I also can't blame them for not wanting to put a show that looks like a copycat to some degree on there, even though a lot of what Supernatural does is a copycat. Yeah. of no, what people I, had read in Constantine I hear you, I hear um, and then Supergirl with CBS the good thing with Supergirl was CBS is fifty percent owner has 50% ownership in CW so when it didn't get the ratings they wanted on CBS it was an easy move over to CW yeah. and it was even being produced by the same company by the Berlanti Group so that it was just an easy sidestep over but anyway um one bit of news I want to just touch on briefly, just so can't say we didn't touch on it. Uh, there there's some accusations. Like there's accusations for it seems like every single male producer, director, writer, actor, you name it. If you're a male and you're in the public eye, you seem to have some kind of um, sexual misconduct allegations against you. And now Stan Lee has one against him, yeah. which I don't know that I believe it. I don't want to call the people who are accusing him liars. The little bit I've read sounded fishier than a lot of the others. A lot of the others have sounded like, "Oh yeah, this has been going on." A lot of people knew what was going on. This one sounds a little fishier, but yeah. I don't want to judge this. In the, what they call the court of public opinion. This, you know.
1: Unfortunately, in these days, the court of public's opinions, you hear an accusation, and the person's automatically guilty. That's what it's saying. We like. don't know. Yeah, well, you and I have no idea if, didn't. if he did it. Then yeah. I hope he gets in trouble for it. If he didn't, then I just, at this point, we can just wait and find out?
0: Yeah. Um, moving on, um, one that's a little sadder in a different way. Uh, death. Do you know um, when I say death in comic books? Oh, Neil what, Gaiman. What do you what do you picture? De- Neil yeah. Gaiman. Okay, Gaiman? Gaiman? Yes. Yeah, I always say Gaiman. I don't know which is correct, actually. I really don't know. All right. Well, that guy. Neil yes. Neil. We'll say our An good amazing buddy, creator, amazing. Um, so you picture death from Sandman and yeah. and all that. Uh, that's who I picture for death as well. Even though Marvel and every other comic company's had. She's the big one. She's the she's the, hot she's the one who's really. Yeah. Took off. Um, Cinnamon Hadley was the inspiration for her visual right. look. And she died um, here recently, age 48, which, um, I'm 49, so that doesn't sound great. Uh, that's yeah. young. I mean, no matter, even if we call ourselves old Titans, we still have to admit, dying in your 40s is dying young. So that's... And, and I don't want that to happen to you, John Hall. No, 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 But if it does, can I house? No. Okay. I still have, you know, family there. Ah, it's my It idea. is. Yeah, yeah. Um... And the last one. Okay, this last one is needs a spoiler alert. So if you don't like spoilers, you shouldn't be listening to our podcast, probably, because we talk about stuff. Oh, just The Walking
1: Dead spoiler, right?
0: This is a Walking Dead spoiler, so nobody right cares now. anymore. But okay, eh, it could be. This is Walking Dead comic book though, specific. So number one seventy five just came out, and at one seventy five, uh, Michonne and a group of sort of an envoy goes to meet a new group that they're discovering is out there that is large, like fifty or sixty thousand people. Right. Very large society that's very progressive and is growing and like, wow, hey, cool, life, it exists. Um, while there, she discovers on a board, one of those boards where, you know, have you seen this person? She sees a picture of herself with the words, have you seen my mommy? Which we have to interpret means that at some point, her daughter that she thought was long dead um, survived.
1: Right. Right.
0: So cool. Um, now I don't remember I mean obviously the child had a father were they married or I'm under the pressure and she was in an abusive relationship I don't know but I remember he took the daughter and they right. they went one way I can't remember that I comic book story ever though. but it could be more than just Michelle's daughter that's still alive right but anyway that's that was a big revelation that'll obviously set the direction for the next 25 issues of Walking Dead until they get to the big 200 you know
1: honestly I hope that changes the TV show because yeah. my biggest complaint about Flash I like the Flash show but the first three seasons always just feeds there. I'm like, come on. And Walking Dead has always been a different dictator. Yeah. We move this area, this dictator wants the area. It keeps happening. We yep. need something different, we need something new. Walking Dead needs something new to take over right now, desperately.
0: And, and I can and I can see where because of the type of show it is, there's still have to have conflict between the two groups. Right. But instead of making it one group is bad, one group is good, how about just have two different groups that have different agendas, different styles of leadership? But both groups agree the other side is okay, Yeah. But they're not going to change. Right. And are they in conflict or not? Hopefully it's not an all-out war type conflict, but that yeah, could there's be... There's other ways to keep this show going. Yeah. I think they need to do something soon, though. Yeah. I think they are to what want I really do. Yeah, I do, too. So that was the last bit of news that I had, but do you have any news that I'm overlooking? Yeah, I
1: mean, some might have things you missed out. For okay. example, Tuesday. Yeah. You know what happened Tuesday? What came out on Tuesday?
0: What came out Tuesday?
1: B-Man's Pick a Movie of the Year on Blu-ray. It oh. came out on Blu-ray. Very cool. I, you, I went, that was Tuesday, not Wednesday. You picked it up on Wednesday. I, I
0: picked it up yesterday. I'm always a day behind. Oh, okay, okay. Um, are you planning on seeing it, John Paul? I do want to see it. The trailer looked really good. I will admit that. I'm, I'm not a huge horror fan. I love The Friday the Thirteenth. I love sort of The Nightmare on Elm Street. Some of them. Some were.
1: But it was really horror. I mean, back in the day, the horror. Today's yeah. day age. Do you consider them horror still?
0: Horror has multiple sh- sub-genres. This, Those were slashers.
1: Yeah, this is kind of like slasher slash dark comedies in a way,
0: almost. I mean, if, if you keep filtering it down to a simple word, there's sci-fi, but under sci-fi, yeah, you've got no, Star Wars I, and I, Star Trek. I, I hate, very there. I hate there. So it's, it's a type. Um, but this one looked really, really good. Um, so
1: yeah, I want to see it, especially after a reaction where you thought it might have been the best movie of last year. I think it was. It was, I enjoyed it. The problem right now is, of course, that you've seen it People you talk to, they've also said they liked it, right? I believe. I think everybody said they've enjoyed well, it. matter at myself picked it as movie of the year. Now at this point, yeah, the expectations are really high. Except, exactly. my, except, mine are not super high. Mine are.
0: The trailer looked good. I was surprised. The trailer looked good. So now I'm kind of interested in wanting to see this. Y'all all enjoyed it, but I know you're more horror fans. People right. who've said that. I'm not as big of a horror fan, so I'm going in hesitant. Going, am I going to be disappointed?
1: And Did that's me? kind of how it was. Wonder Woman. Okay. we kind of like you said you loved it. I'm like, eh, you love a lot of things I don't like, yeah. but I end up really enjoying it. So, yeah. again, that came on a Tuesday, um, and Star Wars has passed the one billion dollar mark. Yeah, it has, John Paul. In your opinion, is this movie a success? That's a
0: great segue into our main topic of the day. Is it? Okay. Bum bum bum. That's our new sound effect for main topic of the day, by the way. That's sound for everything right there. Yeah, yeah it works. It's you slamming the desk with your hands. Yeah, it works, doesn't it? Okay, it works. Yeah, okay. Here, here look, I'm going to I'm gonna find an effect for us. Uh, we'll move into a sound effect, which is kind of mysterious and we can't hear it right now, but it's playing in the background. Do you know how that sounds? You just push a button. Yeah, it's the just there's suspense, dun 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 okay. type thing. Okay, okay. Right. Yes, go ahead. So now, main topic. What constitutes success in... The media actually. in the movies and a media release like Star Wars or anything else, and this includes TV shows as well, right? Sure, any any that kind of stuff. What counts as success? Um, to some degree, I think it depends on who you are asking. If if you say you have tons of money and you are sitting around multi millionaire, multi billionaire, and you are being asked to invest in a in doing a movie, and you can care less, you are not an artsy person. You are just seen as a financial investment. You are told if you invest in this, we'll make you money. All you're going to care is, well, did I get the return they promised me? They told me it'd be somewhere on average 10% return, worst case 5%, best case 25%. If I got back the average or above, hey, that was a success. Again, if you ask that kind of a person, um, that's not how I'm going to interpret it.
1: It's not um, for this particular situation. This is, I'm gonna okay. I don't know what the estimated cost budget yet. They haven't really announced it yet, as far as I know. Yeah. I'm guessing between two and three hundred million dollars, give or take. Probably. Yeah. The Star Wars brand alone, on top of a movie, is going to make you a billion dollars. Yeah. As of right now. Today. Yeah. As of right now, it might change later on in the future. Depends on how these movies keep doing. It could go up or down. Correct. Right, correct. But the Star Wars name alone is going to make a billion dollars just in the movies alone. Yeah. Worldwide. Now you got to consider plus the toys come out. Because oh, yeah. whenever these movies come out, it's going to be tons of toys. Another billion, or
0: whatever. Whatever game. it is, yeah. I didn't know
1: what the price is, but there's going to be toys. There's going to be a yeah. Lego video game, which again we talked about this a week ago yeah. or so ago. That hey, Lego says, give us your name, we make the movie. It's got free, and you make money. Plus all the toy. I mean all the Lego toys and all yeah. the other. It's make tons and tons of money. So if I was just a person, you know, said hey, you know, you want three hundred million dollars, making some money, then yes, it's a success. However, I'm viewing this as more of. If this was not Star Wars, right, this movie I think would have bombed. I well, really do. Well,
0: you got two different things. It's there's franchises like Star Wars, and there's standalone productions like It. Say, I mean, yes. I know there's going to be a sequel, but overall, It is pretty much a standalone type thing. Right. The closest you get to calling it a franchise is it's a um, Stephen King novel, which. That's kind of a subgenre. there. Well,
1: it had a planned sequel, I don't think. I mean, they're planning it, yes. Yeah. At the same point, it ended where... The movie could end it right there. Yeah. I think they were waiting to see how this movie well, did. And it if was. they do have a
0: sequel, that's it, too. I mean, that'll be... Well, that'll be it as, as well, it. yeah. So it's not going to be a multi-generational right. franchise like a James Bond, a Star Wars, a Star Trek, and right. Harry Potter and so on. Yeah. Um, because of that, I think there's probably different criteria there. If you do make a standalone movie... You probably, if you're not the writer or you know a couple of very artsy people involved in the project, definitely if you're the studio or the investor, thinking about the money and only the money probably is all that really matters to some degree. I mean, I put out this movie that cost me $25 million to make, because you know, these small ones usually don't take as much, but whatever the dollar amount is, and I made money. Cha-ching! Move on to the next movie because you don't have to worry about what is its effect down the road right? the franchises
1: you've got to worry about that they do have to worry about this and um, as of right now it's trending like 200 this with this, product, this one in general as of right now we'll change other things in a second but um, it's like 200, over 200 million dollars less than Force Awakens that's kind of a lot of money if I'm a studio person saying okay this, is, this has that much negative feedback whether you liked it or not and again a lot of people like this movie and I'm perfectly fine with that yeah. a lot of people didn't like that movie and I'm fine with that as well you have to look at the fact that this is getting tons and tons of negative feedback, and every day I turn online on Facebook or Twitter, whatever it is, There's something they're else. always explaining something else. Well, this happened because of this. If you constantly have to explain what happened in a movie and why it's good, it's not a good movie. I'm sorry, at the end of the day, it's not.
0: Well, here's a good example. You're gonna you're gonna be surprised to use this example, but Batman versus Superman. Right. Okay, I enjoyed it. Right. And I enjoyed Star Wars. And would I? Would I classify Batman vs Superman as a good movie? Yes. For me, I enjoyed it. Would I also say if I was in charge of it, would I have done something 100% different? Absolutely. I would have done a completely different movie. But I still watched it and enjoyed it. There's a lot of comics I've read where, eh, I wish they put a different writer on here. I would have enjoyed it more. But I still bought the comic and didn't regret buying it. That's kind of where I'm at on Batman vs Superman. I enjoyed it. Is it a success? Standalone in a universe all by itself, Batman vs Superman was a success. Could it have made more money with those two names and Wonder Woman in it? Sure, but it made between eight and nine hundred billion not billion, you know, but eight nine hundred yeah. million dollars, close to a billion. Yes, it should have made more than a billion, but still it made them plenty of money. However, I think we both agree Justice League was a better movie. The Wonder Woman? No, no, then oh, Batman okay, vs. Yeah. Superman. The, I, absolutely I said agree. Wonder Woman was in Batman okay, Superman, yes, absolutely. I totally agree. Yes. Yeah, Just Justice League was, was, a was a better movie. If you have a world where Batman vs Superman does not exist. Poof, gone. No one ever has any preconceived notion going into Justice League, except for possibly Wonder Woman. How much more money does Justice League make? Clears a billion dollars easy. Yeah, easy. However, it made two hundred million less than Batman versus Superman. Right. That's where the franchise effect comes in, and now you suddenly have to say that Batman versus Superman was not a success, no matter what it did financially. It caused following movies to make less than they should have. Wonder Woman should have made more. Justice League should have made quite a bit more. Um, Aquaman, I'm sure, should make more than it'll end up making. I have a feeling it's going to do well because people really like the character and they like the Wonder Woman movie and they're going to see this as not continuing the Zack Snyder thing finally. But even so, having one or two bad ones in a row, which we're crossing our fingers, is not the case with Star Wars. They've had one. Right. I mean, we love the last one. I mean, even Rogue though, One yeah, loved incredible. Yeah. Force Awakens really enjoyed. You liked it even more than I did, but I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I just had the again. It was new hope yeah. retelling. No, that, no, that's fine though. But still enjoyable. There wasn't something you sat around and nitpicked and right. talked about what was wrong.
1: Han Solo is going to be a big a big thing. Oh, another news part. They actually just I've got this. Yeah, they, they just announced more reshoots are happening now in Han Solo. More what reshoots? Once again, um, more reshoots. Ron Howard is having some severe... I mean, Ron Howard's yeah. the guy to fix things, let's yeah. be real. And, and remember, Rogue One
0: had a lot of reshoots that people were worried about. Rogue
1: that, One had reshoots, but there's a reason behind that. Because originally, the characters... I guess this is a spoiler, that kind of. It's every year. Die, Everybody dies at yes. the end of the movie, Rogue One, right? Right. Originally, they were afraid to kill these characters off. Because, well, it's Disney, you know... We had to Star keep Wars the, doesn't yeah. kill everybody. Yeah. We had to keep these guys alive, and then they showed the movie to... The executives and they said, well, these characters need to die to make this legit, which they wanted to do originally, which yeah. is why there's constant reshoots. And that's, and that's good. I'm, right. With Han Solo, I'm hearing different stories here. I'm hearing the problem with the storylines. Um, a lot of people are saying that the, the actor who plays Han Solo can't act, which is a big problem. So it's just like, why would you cast the... I mean, I'm not asking you, but why would you cast
0: somebody in that iconic of a role who can't act? I think he looked the part. I, I think the opposite. I think I figured it had to be his acting because when I look at him, I go, "That's not Han Solo." Every time yeah, I see the actor, yeah, I'm, I'm with you there too as well. Before he was in costume, and after when they released pictures in costume, both times I look at him and go, "That is not Han Solo." There must be something great about his acting. But now I've heard
1: the same thing that there's worry about the acting. So right now, I don't think I don't a know. bad Han Solo movie will crippleize it because people will be able to differentiate. Well, this isn't part of the main right. storyline. Episode 9 is going to be the key. Right. Can J.J. Abrams fight the ship? If
0: if Han Solo is great, it doesn't wipe out the bad feelings about 8, but it makes the bar for Episode 9 lower. Right. If Han Solo is mediocre at best, or there's a lot of problems, suddenly 9 has to be as good as Rogue One, in my opinion. Because if it's not as good as Rogue One... That'll be three in a row Two of them In the main sequence And that will be a problem Star Wars won't go away It'll never go away But well, I mean
1: do you think right now Because Ryan Johnson Is in charge of the next Star Wars trilogy Is it still happening No nah, No that one's not happening
0: Another trilogy will happen But I still don't think His will ever
1: happen What do you think Is going to happen with that That, that he'll get uh, Quote unquote busy And get yeah. conflicts And then yeah. all of a sudden we need to make These movies happen Yeah it, I, I think hard. he's done too um, they, they just announced that he is writing a book called like 8.5 whatever it is what right. happens between <laughs> there's, there's so much right now with this movie going on wrong where they constantly explain different things kind of
0: one is 3.5 you know. yeah
1: I mean it's yeah. so you never I, know I, I agree with you from a business point if I just want money coming back to me as a standalone movie that's great that's fantastic from a long from a franchise point of view it was not a success right it's um, turning too far behind
0: and, and there's plenty of other ones out there that you have to look at like that. I mean, you like have, you have to look at all the DC movies, the Marvel movies. I mean, DC, I guess in one respect, they're in a pretty good position. They really have nowhere to go but up.
1: Sure. I mean, well, at least in
0: people's opinions. Not um, financially,
1: but in people's opinions. Um, before Wonder Woman, I would say yes. After that, they need to keep pace of Wonder Woman and Wonder Woman established. They do. And they did say in part two, Wonder Woman part two, that they're going to go a different direction. Well, not a, not a
0: period piece. Kind of like Captain America. Right. Um, now, and I'm hers, okay with it, actually. Yeah, hers, I think, though, they've talked about it still being a period one, but much closer to modern times. Okay. Like, maybe 70s or 80s. Which is fine. Yeah. It's, it's close to modern, so it doesn't feel like a old war picture. When did the TV show take place? It was in the 70s. Was it 70s? Well, season one, actually, was World War II. I thought it was World War II. Okay. Season two and on... Uh, which went much on, but season two and on was um, in the 70s.
1: They've explained the time nope. jump. They just went with it. They just went with it. Back in those <laughs> days, it didn't make a difference, I guess. Yeah, it was just, <laughs> it here really we do. are. Yeah, I'm cool with that, actually. We, we switched from Earth 2 to Earth 1. I and loved and that show back on. in the day, I really did. Oh, yeah, and Linda fun. Carter was, oh, every, I mean, I'm sure you had a, I had a crush on her. I'm, I'm sure you did as well. Everybody, everybody did. Yeah. Um, okay, so let me take a little shot here for you. I'm Executive person I come to you. Uh-huh. I want you to create a new franchise. I want it to be successful. How do you start? Like, what do you? Would you look at something already created previously? Like, like what property do I start with? Or do you start how with a property, or do you say, you know what, I'm creating something different?
0: Oh, create something original.
1: I mean, if you want to, or do you oh, want yeah. to create a book? I mean, like, like, what would you? What's the first thing that comes to your mind? I think I'm giving you say 200 million dollars, so you have a good budget right there yeah. to work with. I think in
0: today's environment, the only way to do it is probably to go find a property that already exists. You know, book, comic, character, whatever. I think it doesn't mean you can't do something original, but it's much harder to do something original and make it something that continues. I mean, Die Hard did it, but if you look at Die Hard success, after the first one, the quality goes way down. Yeah, They had four or five movies, but it's an example. Beverly Hills Cop. One, Crate. Number two, still fun. Two is fun, yeah. Three, forget about it. I think it was kind of Mickey Mouse. Like, Lethal Weapon is about the only one of those from that kind of time period that all four of them were great. I mean, there might be better and worse, but all four of them were good. And Indian
1: Indiana Jones, other than the last... Indiana Jones well. was original.
0: Star Wars was original. Pseudo for both of them. Both of them were copying things that had existed in the past, but they were not based on a specific um, story. Those you could do it with, but so many other ones being, obviously, Harry Potter, James Bond. I mean, James Bond has been around longer than a lot of these is based on a series of books. I mean, it's not uncommon to do that. Now, what might be good is to go find a series of books that is not as popular as Harry Potter was when they started. Harry Potter was already a huge franchise before they started making the movies. I'd probably go find something I really loved. That's probably what I'd do. That way, I do think the creators making it have to have the passion behind it. They they can't look at it as strictly a financial thing because then what you do is you get... You know, Superman starring Nicolas Cage. You know, yeah, I'm glad that never happened. Yeah, but you get things like that that happened because the people making it didn't really care about Superman. They were trying to do their own vision of something. And doesn't he still get paid for that right now, like this day? Today, no. He he got money at that time, but not anymore. Uh, Still good. That's a nice life. That that was some of what hurt Man of Steel's bottom line. On the books, behind the scenes, what we don't see is all the money that was put into making a Superman movie. All hit Man of Steel as sunk costs all the different versions revisions and everything so any money paid to Tim Burton and Nicolas Cage went against Man of Steel's bottom line which wow. you know not fair but it's, it's right. life so, so I would start with a property I'd start with a property that I really love and what I might do and these are in parallel these two things are in parallel and I'd find director producer creator whatever you want to call the person you know, the, the artist because I'm not, I'm not somebody who makes movies I'd find a person that I love their work and want to work with them. But they have to be somebody who loves the property as well. So it might be somebody I find. Let's say Ron Howard is somebody I loved. Hey, Ron, sit down. I got this money. I want to start up something new. What are some things you like? Here's some things I like. Let's see if we find a common point. You know, maybe do it like that. Okay. That, um, I can think of two or three properties off the top of my head that I'd make in an instant. Go there. there. Uh, one of them is very obscure. Um, I want to say very obscure Plenty of people know about it But I doubt you've heard of it yeah, The Darkest Rising series They actually made one movie It was garbage It really wasn't The Darkest is Rising um, It was somebody who didn't care anything about the books And it's a series of books About a young boy Turning 11 years old Who discovers he has magic powers And has taken off to learn about his magic powers Does it sound familiar? Kind of Harry Potter-like? Yeah it However, does. it was written back in the early 70s Long before Harry Potter and all these things happen over and over and over. It's like the yeah, Sword absolutely. in the Stone and all the rest. All right. um, but it's a very different take. There's no wizarding school. There's no nothing like that. Um, is, is, this it huh? is this when they go back in time? Just when they go back in time or something? There, there's no... There's a couple of moments in it where there's a back in time moment, but it's not really okay. a time travel story. Um, it's it's five books. The first one is over sea Under Stone. The second one is called The Dark is Rising, which is the whole series. Um, you get... Um, the Grey King, was it The Grey King next? No, no. Um, I'm blanking on the next one. That's horrible. Well, the next one, then The Grey King, and then Silver on the Tree. Um, it's horrible. I'm blanking on the name of the third book. I mean, it's. It, there's two storylines in parallel. One is a group of kids who are completely normal, average, everyday kids. that get pulled into this mystery, this magical thing, who discover the Holy Grail. Meanwhile, you got Will Stanton, the kid that you're following, who's the magical one, who's the last in this line of old ones. And their stories intertwine as the dark. It's a very classic, the light and the dark, good and evil. The dark rises and gets defeated over and over throughout time. This is a moment in time where the dark is rising again. And it's kind of the last battle, the final one that will the light be able to defeat the dark. And it takes all these kids working together to get there. And I read it as a kid, and I read it as a teenager, and I read it as an adult, and I read it to, um, a couple of them to my kids, and it's resonated at every age for me And with them it's, it's, And you got five of them So that's a pretty good franchise It okay. can't go beyond the five I mean, that's the end of the story But it's, it's really good Well, oh, five
1: in a movie is still a franchise Absolutely Yeah Yeah. Okay, now cast acting Do you consider Like, would you say Say you're in charge of acting where yep. it is Do you want a big name star To carry you on Or do you want to find An unknown person that can act
0: in most roles, in most movies, putting that one aside for a minute, most stuff, I'd say get an unknown or somebody with experience acting so you can look at their work and see, you know, they know what they're doing. You know, whether it's a soap opera or Third Man from the Left, you know, in that scene that time. So let
1: me actually ask you this question regarding that. Do you think a big name actor can actually hurt your franchise more than help it? It can. Because I think a lot of times, back in the 80s, the Shire movie, I say, Mel Gibson, for example. Yeah. He had a huge following back then. He was in a movie, people wanted to see it. I think yeah. that's different these days. I think these days people see an actor in a movie and they don't want to see it because of that actor. I know Ben Affleck, Sometimes. I know you've been big fan of him. For a while, people didn't want to see movies because he
0: was in it. It depends on how well they know the character. Like, the Darkest Rising series, nobody, outside of the handful of people, which is a nice chunk of people who enjoy that book, but when you're looking at the entire world, not that many people know that series. Right. Um, Nobody knows the characters, so they are a big name, could help. It's going to attract them, at least in the first movie. Um, if you're doing Batman, or Thor, or, you know, pick any name people know, Right. there's where it can hurt, because you have an image for what this character's like on paper, or an animated, you know, cartoon, and you have an image for this big actor, they're not likely to mesh. That's one of the reasons Iron Man did so well. You found... The perfect melding of Robert Downey Jr. and Tony Stark. Right. I mean, he was Tony Stark. Yeah, he, he had was. lived Absolutely. the same kind of life. Absolutely. That it's rare you're going to find that. Um, and because Robert, Robert Downey Jr. was a big name, not as big maybe as Mel Gibson is his height or things like right. that. He is now. I mean, obviously, but when he was cast in that role, he was not that big. He had his troubles. But um, it's like casting Johnny Depp as Tonto, say, in the Lone Ranger movie. That was that's something that hurt hurted. That was odd casting.
1: Was I didn't figure that one out, out at all.
0: And that's it actually turned people off of the movie because it just came across as weird. Doesn't mean he's not a good actor; can't do a good job, but he's just weird. Um, Will Smith, love Will Smith. He's great, and I don't believe he always plays Will Smith. He does a lot. A lot of times, he's just Will Smith. He's I agree. the Fresh Prince of Bel Air every time, but he can do something different. But when I heard he's was cast as Deadshot, I was a little worried. But at least I knew he could do a good job acting, and not as many people knew who Deadshot was. Um, so I think it depends on the character. How well the characters know?
1: I give him credit because I saw him in I Am Legend. And I thought he was great. That oh yeah, he was amazing. That he had to carry that entire movie. He did by himself. Yeah. He did. He did just fine. And a dog, I guess. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and when the dog dies, spoiler, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I he, he almost had me in tears, man. I. really oh. it, it was it was heartbreaking there.
0: I still need to see the original. Charlton Heston was the original.
1: Charlton Heston, I can't watch his movies, man. No? Yeah. He so overacts everything, I just can't do oh, I it. Love,
0: I love his movies. He's, I,
1: like, at least Christopher Walken who overacts, I, it's so humorous. With Charlton Heston, I find no humor. I just find this guy so I mean, overacting right
0: now. I do think Charlton Heston's a better actor than the name I'm about to mention, but I see them kind of carrying the same kind of roles. Who's that? Bruce Campbell. For his day. <sighs> no, but think about the type of roles he had with Planet of the Apes and... So many other roles that Charlton Heston had that,
1: I mean, that genre thing. Dude, we have a fanboy related podcast, and you don't say anything bad about Bruce Campbell, ever. I don't say anything bad. I, that was a compliment. Hero to the King, baby. That's but think all I'm about saying. how much
0: Bruce Campbell overacts on some things. He does intentionally. Intentionally. intentionally, yeah. intentionally. I think a lot of Heston's yeah. was intentional, too. Okay. Um, I will say, in case you ever do decide to read the books, um, there's one character in this series of books. um... The kids who are the Norms, the the, the the Muggles, whatever you want to call them, they don't have a name for them, and the, they're just kids. Um, they have a great uncle Mary. Uh, okay. His name is Merriman Lyon. He's a key character throughout these books. Um, great Uncle Mary, um, Tom Baker. I don't know if you recognize the name Tom Baker or not. A lot of the world would. Um, at one point, he was the only name. He was the only voice that was more recognizable than the Queen in England. He was the most popular Doctor Who of all time. If you ever picture Doctor Who, the long scarf, yeah, he's the one with the long scarf. Tom okay. Baker is a very, very, very well-known British actor. Um, his voice is very distinctive, kind of like James Earl Jones' voice. Tom Baker's voice is very distinctive. He's older. He has that kind of bearing that would carry this character really well. And you're putting one name, and then everybody else be original. You know, most of it's kids anyway. But don't cast any other well-known name across any of the other parts. I think that'd work really well for that. All right. um, the one movie they made was garbage, and just don't go see that one. But um, and it is a British book. That's the other thing. The lady who wrote it is English, and it's set in England. And so I get you. So
1: she actually amazing. had a different idea. Okay. Yeah. What would you? I'm do? Yeah, what more, what would you do? I'm thinking of a TV show. Okay. Um, back in the 90s, or maybe late 80s, early 90s, I think it was, the Indiana Jones show. Remember that? Young Indiana Jones. When was that? That was early 90s, I believe? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's from in there. Um, they do have a franchise, and I know you're I know you not, not a gamer, but Tomb Raider is such a huge franchise. Oh. Well, there's a new movie coming. It is. Yeah. Um, actually, that movie looks good, though. I will say that. Yeah, it does. But before the movie came out, I'm like, this would have been a great TV show. Yeah. I think, honestly, if you pretty much... Instead of doing it when she's already the archaeologist and that kind of stuff, set her up as really young. I'm well, Not really young, but like um, 18, 19 years old, maybe, you know, she looks excelling looks. Like, some. Sc- I will say in this movie,
0: she looks like she's somewhere she between 18 and 25 right. in her range.
1: I would say have her in high school, or have her, you know, early college, okay. but even late college, she's ahead of her game, wherever it is. Yeah. And then start some early ventures with her father and come out on her own at that point. Cause so, sort of the older
0: of the two young young indiana jones yeah because there was the young young yeah and then the regular young the regular young was really good the young young the eh, young young yeah
1: i didn't care for the young young no. i would say probably have her even say she's had the character 19 years old but she's a senior in college because she's such a smart girl that yeah. she excelled really fast and have it go on some adventures that way you can keep it supernatural you can keep it archaeologist yeah, style you do a little, you little of everything, little yeah. everything. Like, make, Indi- like Indiana Jones did. That would be a great CW show, I think. Make and that would last movie. for a long time. Yeah. You can go easily eight or nine seasons with it. They've got a show on the CW.
0: Uh, it's not Tomb Raider, but it, it's archaeologist adventure it really? type thing. And I cannot remember the name of it, but they did it as a um, very much like the 80s shows always had the male female leads that the. Will they? Won't they? You know, romantic interest. CW's thing. CW, just every show. CW. But but I mean, there was a very '80s thing with moonlighting, Remington Steel, all you know, all those kind of shows. This one was very much that kind of show, uh, where he was the archaeologist and she was the one kind of, I think, hiring him or whatever to go find something. They were they were pulling together Indiana Jones, uh, romancing the stone. It's, it's very roman- romancing the stone like. Um, I didn't ever see it. I don't know if it's any good or not. It was a summer show last year. I don't know if there'll be a season two this year. Although well, I'm still saying it. Another thing, too, is a possibility. Uh-huh. Rebooting Buck Rogers. Oh, yeah. Buck Rogers is coming has come around so many times that they can always reboot Buck Rogers. I think that'd be a great reboot.
1: I really do. I love Buck Rogers. Buck
0: Rogers, Flash Gordon, The Phantom. There's a handful
1: of those pulp heroes like that that are, um, that are great. So he's due for a reboot. I think that'd be a good friend. I mean, okay, think of this. If they come to you again... Do you consider rebooting a franchise, movie-wise? Yeah. What would you reboot? Um,
0: As a movie? Not like reboot a movie into a new movie, rebooting a TV show into a movie? Either. Either one? Um, That's a good question. Um, There's a lot of good ones out there. Okay. There's a lot of good ones. Um, They just finished Planet of the Apes reboot, which was good. I enjoyed it. I prefer the original Planet of the Apes. So if that was on the table... Try to do something more the in the table. spirit of the original. Off the table. Off the table. Off okay. the table. Off the table.
1: Uh, you want something new? It's remade, but also new and fresh. New and fresh. Uh,
0: well, I mean, I, what I mean is, I'd completely redo it again. Completely redo it because even though uh, I do like the new ones, just, I like the original. When it so just came
1: better. out just recently. I yeah. think that's off the table.
0: Um, that's a good question. I don't know.
1: Um,
0: that's hard. That's a hard
1: one. I can tell you what I leave alone. Okay. Absolutely, 100%. And people always think this, and every so often he has to be mentioned in this, Mm -hmm. leave Jaws alone. Oh. Absolutely leave Jaws alone. There's not really any reason to do it again. I mean, it's it's, it's perfect as is, leave it alone. It's perfect as is, other than the fact that, yeah, there's like two or three scenes when the shock looks really fake. It was back in the 70s. Yes, it was fake. But other than that, it was so perfect as the movie goes. Leave. Don't touch that movie. And please. the
0: acting and everything else. You just you're not gonna have. That you're not gonna get. Re, you're not gonna cabin. recast
1: Roy Scheider again. He was yeah. so amazing that role. Just yeah. Don't touch that. WKRP the movie.
0: WKRP that? the movie. Have a path. Maybe a comedy. Obviously. Yes, like, that's a comedy. What direction do you go? What do you mean?
1: Like, I mean, you just it, like what happens I means. You pretty much
0: start from scratch. Kind of like I will say the 18 movie that they did, which started from the formation of the team forward. I thought the 18 movie was really good. I'm surprised there haven't been more of them. I Maybe. didn't think
1: that was good. Well, it was a success financially. It's a success. Right, but most people, I thought me. in general, enjoyed it. The, I hated the coming together of how you had this tattoo, I had the same tattoo, and well, we're friends now. Nah, I'm just, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, WKRP um, then. Okay, WKRP. Did you base it, it in first, the 70s? Well, or did you base no, it now?
0: I'd probably base it now. Is my guess. Um, in fact, this would be a good time for it because radio is struggling. Um, you know, there's so many media options now, radio in general. At the time, you had a station that was struggling in a time where radio was doing well. Now you have radio not doing as well. But actually, I, I like
1: where you go with this one, Dr. Paul. I work. didn't think of
0: this. Okay. And the original started with um, Andy being hired away from somewhere else to come in. He was the only normal person to help turn the station around. So you'd start at the same point. You'd have your Andy come in and try to turn a station Don't around. do cast me. I can need to cast anybody in this. Oh, that'd be difficult. Here. I mean, do you go the stoner role for Johnny Fever? Well, the, the hard ones are Johnny Fever. Well, all of them are hard. I gotta say the hard one, but all of them are hard. Um, Johnny Fever is hard to do. Um, Les Nesman is hard to do. i would going to
1: Andy right now perfectly. And it <laughs> doesn't look the part. He doesn't look okay. like him. But okay. I think he'd do a great role as him. Yeah. Tom Hanks is Andy. I, I think Tom that. Hanks would be great as Andy.
0: I think he'd be a little too old for it. I, I do think, think Tom Hanks would do it well, but I think he's a little too old. He's actually out there in age. For right? a younger, hip station trying to... You know, make it today. I don't know.
1: I would, I would look for somebody younger. Um, I'm a big Donald Glover fan. I love Donald Glover. Yeah. Venus Flytrap. Uh, I think if you can get the Linda Carusian done, As long as you're okay with doing the stereotype thing, which
0: I'm – that was part of it. Was that was, the the part, stereotype. Well, was the part
1: of it, yeah. Yeah. So I think you got to go there. And uh, if he can do window fine, because Billy Dee Williams would have been great as Venus Flytrap. Because, again, this is all stereotyping. Yeah. Johnny Cever yeah. and, and – yeah, those guys are perfect. Um, I don't know how to cast Herb. Herb and Les are the really high ones, I think, to cast. Herb, and they get to be older. That's the thing. They
0: get to be, Actually, Tom Hanks' Les Nessman could actually work. He's such a good actor. He could fall
1: enough. He can do anything, Roy, really, but I just like I can see him being the okay, he would annoy Mr. Carlson and do it this way, but pretend he's the boss. Yes, yeah. That's what Andy always did. I think he can do it, man. I I, I think Tom Hanks can do it. Again, this is really high one to cast, because I would I definitely need a stoner. Um TJ Miller, I think, would have been a good uh, Doc, Johnny Fever. Yeah. Again, yeah. he's been in trouble recently himself with accusations, so we'll see how that one goes. I think he'd been great as Johnny Fever. Um, uh, what was... Not Dolly Parton. What was her name?
0: Uh, oh, Lonnie Anderson? Yeah. Um, for Lonnie Anderson, you pretty much pull from... Okay, because again... you got to have a good actress right? Uh, that has the looks and...
1: And again, you got to go stereotype because it's WKRP.
0: Yeah, it's, it's just, it's, everything about it was stereotype things. And, right. and you're okay with doing that in a, in a show or a movie like oh, that. It's a comedy. It's meant to be yeah. stupid like that. You, you can go over the top with it. Um, I'm not sure who the best person to cast in something like that is. Um, she actually did a really good job in one movie. Um, Taylor Swift... No,
1: no, no not don't, no, don't, don't, don't even mention. You you, did you see the one <laughs> movie that she did she, with the other Taylor and that kind of stuff? Valentine's Day. Yeah, or, Valentine's yeah Day. no, no, she was terrible. She was absolutely oh, terrible. She was done. absolutely horrendous in that movie. Um they Didn't mention that anymore. I'm, I just I lost. Emma Stone is Bailey. Dress it down a little bit. I can see that.
0: Emma Stone is Bailey. Bailey. I really like. I, okay. really, I really like that. Um Carrie Underwood, in the line Lioness. What is with you?
1: Is these.
0: I'm I'm I'm, just picturing people who I think could do a good job I'm thinking closer to Shakira if you go that direction
1: again age she's a little bit older well honey Anderson was kind of old
0: yeah
1: wasn't not she old. not that old I don't know it's hard to tell because she had the, the hair and yeah. I don't know
0: um, and I think one thing that would help for a movie since you don't have to worry about it and even though you want to do several movies for the, you don't have to have somebody that fits perfectly um, for Mr. Carlson have an iconic actor in that role I don't know who. I don't know sure who the right person is, but somebody almost from that era of TV. You need the lovable old guy, because he wasn't that old. I mean, him and his wife had a kid on the within the show. He was not that old, but you're okay. I think going a little bit older to get the iconic. You need the lovable guy from the '70s. Um, Well, um, do you watch Superior Donuts now, or did you ever watch Taxi? Yeah, Andy. Andy, yeah, He's he's the lead. One of the two leads on Superior Donuts.
1: I can see him. He could be fun in that role. I haven't seen him since Independence Day. I think
0: what our numbers. What it yeah, sure. Right. He the. Yeah, he's had several shows that's come and gone on TV, and he's. Yeah, he'd be good at that. He'd be good in that role again. He's older than what that role calls for, but. you had to change some things up. Oh, another one that could be kind of fun. The actor I think would have fun with it. J.K. Simmons.
1: Yeah, he'd be great.
0: Actually, that's a good point. Of course, if he's a little bit younger, he'd be a great Johnny Fever. All right, then, Brad Pitt is Andy. Brad Pitt is Andy.
1: I could see Brad Pitt I doing could, it. I could see Brad Pitt doing Andy. Yeah. Or even do Clooney, because the friends of Clooney have Clooney be um, Mr. Carlson. Have Clooney be, because uh, again, that'd be age rise, kind of close, have, oh, here we go, right here. Clooney is Andy, um, I'm sorry, Clooney is Mr. Carlson, Brad Pitt is Andy, I still have Emma Stone is, that'd be different for those two, though, because Emma Stone and Brad Pitt are kind of a big age difference. And they were romantically, were they dating Andy and Bailey?
0: Um, not Andy and Bailey. Um, Johnny and Bailey. That's where the romantic really? thing was. I mean, it was not ever a major, major part of the story, but yes, it was, it was Johnny and Bailey.
1: I never that. Yeah. Okay. So yes, WKRP be a good one. I agree with you, John Paul. That would be a fun one to do. I don't know if that would be a good TV show anymore. I really don't. They expect... tried WKRP
0: again or something? Yeah, but it was the
1: same cast, and it just didn't flow it, right. It, it didn't. It had Herb and Les, I think. That was it, right?
0: Herb and Les and Mr. Carlson, those three, and everybody else... Not everybody, but several of the others came back for like one episode as a guest appearance.
1: But yeah, it just didn't work. And you need this, if you do a good movie with this, for WKIP to work, you need a just a small tidbit to Thanksgiving episode. That episode, of the last time you did Thanksgiving, where they threw the. Yeah, yeah, That was such. And people still post to this day as the funniest moment in TV history. Yeah. You need a shout out to that moment. Right.
0: So, my last thought on this before we probably need to wrap it up for the day, my last thought. Instead of a reboot, make it a rebirth keep the original TV show in continuity bring in a whole new cast you're not bringing in Andy you're not bringing in whatever you're bringing in the same kind of stereotypes still go with the full stereotype thing bring back um, Johnny Fever let Johnny have inherited the whole thing and he's your new he's not playing Mr. Carlson he's still playing Johnny Fever but the stoner is in charge of the whole station he's the only one who stayed around the entire time that'd be great actually it'd be fun I like that idea Okay. And bring that actor back. That gives you your classic 70s actor.
1: He's, he's still alive, right? Yeah. Last time I saw him, was headed the class, I think.
0: Oh, he's, he's done quite a quite a bit of stuff since Has then. He? Yeah. Okay. Um, that'd be good. All right. So, do we have a B-Man question of the week for next time? We do. All
1: right. Marvel Hit me. Hit me. just announced that Black Widow was coming out with a movie. Um, Finally, yeah. Next year, is it? Or two years, whatever it is? Probably Proofers. a couple. Probably a couple, yeah. All right. Do you think they're making this movie because... They think this is going to be a great movie, or do you think that Wonder Woman was such a huge success that now they have a little more courage to make these movies? That's a good question. Thank you.
0: So, until next time, this is John Paul. Be man. And we are out of here. Eating my Jesus. Eating his Jesus. And dancing. My